superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. All right, all right, all right. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. So is there any truth, Matthew McConaughey, that Texas is leaving the Big 12 because you knew Dion was coming? Wow. What's the latest? What's happened in the last 12 hours? <laughs> Did the Oregon Waterboy say something? <laughs> Earlier on the show, Seahawks linebacker Bobby Wagner. Coming up, Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy. Commanders running back Brian Robinson. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. The head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, will join us in 20 minutes' time. You ready for that, TJ oh, Jefferson? Baby. You're a head coach of the two and Dallas Cowboys. I, I'm still like I still don't know what you're going to ask him, so I'm still a little nervous. Once but... upon a time, with the Niners staff, then he goes to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's coached both sides of the ice bowl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seriously. He's hitting all the legendary franchises. Dude, if I had told you on the day that Dez caught it and then didn't catch it against his Green Bay Packers that he'd be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys one day, you would have said what? I wouldn't have been able to say onto this Roku microphone what you were thinking at that moment. Yeah, because I I, I had no love for nobody over there. Settle down just a little bit. I'll tell you what. That was (laughs) what a catch. That was a catch. It's 100% a catch. And that was when the, the NFL had to start reckoning with physical freaks freaks that can catch a ball Make and a and and well well but in the process of catching the ball not just take two or three steps that will gain you 10 yards but at the same time have the wherewithal to move the upper part of your body and extend out all at the same time but he fumbled after right well the, after he crossed the goal line and the was it a touchdown? Oh, well, I'm gonna are, watch are, right you, are, are you of the I'm mindset gonna, that Dez did not catch it? Well, I'm going well, I, I, to. That would be in the extreme minority, right? As, as the, the rule at the time was. Then, it was not well, a catch. In the same way that it wasn't a fumble on the uh, snow game night. And I use those words as out of thank, your respect. Thank you. Thank you. you know, uh-huh. Amy Trask, uh, co host of What the Football, the other day referred to it as the Tuck Rule game, Chris. Mm-hmm. That's the way Raiders fans and the rest of the free world. Well, Refers to it as a tuck rule game. All the New Englanders referred to the it as the game. snow, the snow game. I, oh, I mean, I'm watching Ill- it right now. It's 100 percent a cat. I heard yeah. a little ill will towards Dean Blandino for years after that. Well, by the way, Sterator was the the ref that day. Oh, Damn. shocking, dude. He's not. He's good. I think all refs are bad at this point. Sean Hockley last night. <laughs> well, that like, was super seriously. quick. <laughs> if you if you turn on your game, he tra- and he's trending on, on Thursday, yes. or Sunday, or Monday, and you're like, great, I can't wait to watch my game. Wait, who's the ref tonight? 
Oh, you know you're going to get screwed. You just know. That's screwed. It's just over-officious. It's over-officious. And then I... I, My man, Scott Foster. I I, I kind (laughs) of have this issue with, with, with talking about Sean Hockley in this manner right now because technically, deep down, I feel that I'm an unofficial Hockley. Um, and you know, that's what I think of whenever in my, you know, in my workouts, uh, I think, okay, I got to, well, I got to keep up. I got to keep up with the Hockeyleys. Um, so (laughs) uh, that's, that's a terrible reality show. Keeping up with the Hockeyleys. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, But that's what maybe Sean was pitching to prime video, uh, uh, management last night. You don't. Here's the thing. It's him. It's you clean. know what I was been saying. Did you know what I've been saying about baseball umpires for years? Like, let's mic them up so they can explain to the audience what we're seeing, what we're reviewing, instead of you know, Country Joe West back in the day, just after taking off the headsets and just grunting like safe out, <laughs> you know, like just performing semaphore for the confused audience at home and in the stands. Like, what were you looking at, and why is this not reversed, or why is this upheld? Explain yourselves. So then there's a, a line that he kind of crosses, but his dad always spoke in quatrains, you know? I mean, like much. it, it, it was, shocking. they were, they were like haikus. You need to take the mic away from them. But so here's the, here's the metric. If your trending is an official, you just don't want to trend. Do not you don't want to trend as an official. He trended last night. <laughs> yeah. Sean Hockley trended on the old X machine last night here's here's the other metric (laughs) that i equated to in my career back in the day i was the environmental reporter for the staten island advance as they referred to it the hometown newspaper of staten island new york yes and i was the the i i did a feature on exxon having their new you know facility across the the river in new jersey and the uh, reason why we were all interested in what was going on across the river in New Jersey is the jet stream would blow all the crap across Staten Island. A couple times, I actually got out of school because ash from one of the many petrochemical plants on the other side of the river in New Jersey spread off so much crap on Staten Island. School's closed. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm a, a, a health miracle growing up in this environment. You're actually a great place to grow up, I should say. <laughs> but anyway, they 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 had some new like lake preserve where egrets were hatching, and they wanted to show off how environmentally conscious they were as a petrochemical company. And I went and I did a feature on them, and they sent a thank you note to me, and I showed it to one of my uh, colleagues. I remember his name, David Martin, great dude. He said to me, "Congratulations, you're an environmental reporter that just got a thank you note from Exxon." I wouldn't be too proud of that. That's <laughs> what so he said to me. <laughs> That's what I think of when I see an official trending on X. Like, you don't want it. You don't want it. Congratulations. Everybody's talking about you. Some of those penalties last night. And one last thing here. I am now completely 100% trained, attuned, to despise the replay of any roughing the passer penalty before it's on the screen. Roughing the passer, so-and-so, 15-yard penalty, first down. And when it's time to see the the replay, I'm like watching it through my hands, like, please, please don't be about playing football. Don't please, oh, God. Leonard Williams last night. Explain to me what Leonard Williams did against the rule last night. by rule, 
land his entire Absolutely, body weight on top disagree. of Brock Purdy. Completely disagree. But to me, how's he, he supposed to? He made a perfect to? form tackle so as too. he was throwing he, it. He hit him where he's supposed to. That's what you're supposed to I do. I know he did. You would put that on a training video. It was perfectly timed. For defensive linemen. Perfectly placed on his body. Like, what are we doing? It's just that when he went down... All of his body weight was on top of him. And I just don't know. How are you supposed to lose weight in the middle of a tackle? How are you, honestly, what it are you supposed stupid. to? And you should just go. What's your, what, what would be your excuse to the official? Like, hey, you know, I've been dieting lately. So it's not my full body weight. I lost 10 pounds in the last week. I've been, I've been staying off the trans fats. There's this thing called gravity. You know, I'm trying my best to not put my full body weight. My full body weight flags. is less than it was yesterday because I'm eating right. Don't flag me. <laughs> like, seriously, what are they supposed to do? Give them a red jersey and flags at this point. It is oh, ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, the league in their reports or whatever gets put out will 100% say that's a flag. Well, they'd be 100% wrong. That's it. <laughs> that happened last night. That's how Sean Hockley got tra- uh, fl- uh, uh, trending. And I would have trended for that outstanding article about the beautiful egret community that was growing. The what? The egret community of Elizabeth, New Jersey. <laughs> Sounds like mold. Back in, <laughs> back in uh, what, what year would this be? Oh, back in 1992. Yeah, man. Those egrets were hatching, and I was writing about it. All right, we'll take a break in a minute. Let me pause. Mike McCarthy's about to join us. Oh, baby. That's not very likely. He doesn't show up on these shows. Well, he knows I'm on, I think. Maybe. You know what's more likely? (laughs) That he doesn't know? This Friday segment. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Oh, my, yeah, sorry. my bad. My bad. There we go. <laughs> What's more likely? Never say never, but never. All right. Presented by Subway. We are presented. What's hey, more likely? Hey. Presented by Subway. Christopher, what do you have over there? I'll take a Subway melt with uh, extra avocado, please. Oh, you want the segment. What's up, guys? <laughs> hey. What's going on? Hey, hey what up, Chris? Hey. hey. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, TJ. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the more likely 2-0 and home team? To get tripped up for their first loss. Ravens or Dolphins? Oh, Dolphins are home against Denver. Denver. And Baltimore is home against Indianapolis. Gardner Minshew. And Gardner Minshew. I will go Miami. You know what I'd like to see this weekend? I'd like to see the participation of the South Florida sports fan in a seat. In this stadium, because I will okay. proffer to say there are many Broncos fans who have moved to the Sunshine State, and they are going to show, despite their 0-2 ness, that they feel like Sean Payton is someone to root for. I, I just feel maybe, just maybe, Miami Dolphins fans give a home field advantage of significance to this team that has earned their viewership, I believe. But short of that, if I had to guess, I would take Russ and Sean Payton on the road. This is where Sean once famously went onside kick for a Super Bowl win back in 2009. This is the spot where Payton's had his greatest moment of his professional career and um I would say that this is a more likely upset 
than Gardner Minshew and Rainey, as we're expecting Baltimore, Maryland, coming up with that one. So I will go there. John Payton was almost the Dolphins' head coach with Tom Brady, a quarterback. Oh, boy. That led to a a pick forfeiture, did it not? Forfeiture, yes. Okay. Uh, Who's the more likely NFC South team to win on the road this weekend to get to 3-0, Falcons or Saints? Uh, I'll go with Falcons. I'll go with Falcons. Um, I kind of dig the fact that Jordan Love is going to have his first home start and uh, it does appear Aaron Jones is going to be there. Um, and I have a feeling, you know, look, uh, a Lambo's a tough place to play and win in if you're on the road. And um, so Atlanta going to Detroit. Um, uh, and again, this is I'm definitely attuned to this because I have Amon Ross St. Brown on my fantasy Ooh, team. Nice. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know. We're going to check on that practice report today. So I will go what's more likely right here being the uh, Falcons winning that one on the road more than more than the Saints winning in Lambeau. I'll go there. All right, big game in Minnesota. Who's the more likely winless quarterback to throw for 300 yards and three tutties to avoid 0-3, Herbert or Kirk Cousins? I'll go Kirk Cousins, pal. I'll go Kirk Cousins at home. The uh, I, 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 what time's this game? Because that's really important. That is an early window, pal. All right, there you go. So Kirk Cousins will. I'll win, go Kirk I'm Cousins. Sure. Kirk Cousins at home and feeling it and throwing the to the guy who T.J. Jefferson identified as him this week. I can you. feel it. Jordan Addison. Yes. <laughs> so I will go in that direction as well. Christopher, what's next? Who's the more likely first round rookie running back with more total yards on Sunday, Bijan or Jameer? John Robinson or Jameer Gibbs? John Robinson Talking or Jameer Gibbs? Uh, I'll, I'll just be consistent here. We haven't seen the full Jameer Gibbs yet, have we? We have not. Um, not boy, but I was like, you should have harmonized that. Um, <laughs> well, because I do. Have have that sounds like somebody on fantasy. Do you both have him on fantasy? Well, I have Bajan. Okay. I have Jameer. So. And that makes you the Wonder Twin Powers. <laughs> Activate. Okay. Form of a buck of the water. <laughs> Uh, I'll go. I'll be consistent here. I said Atlanta's the more likely NFC South team to go to three and zero by winning on the road this week, and I will say Bijan. Uh, it will carry them and lead them, and I hope he does because I'm going against uh, a Tyson Algier in fantasy, and I hope oh. uh, I hope he gets as vultured as vultured can possibly be by Bijan. Even though it's been the other way around. The other way around. I know. Yeah. Tyler would be the. What else is next there, Christopher? What else? Uh, both these units have been pretty stout uh, this season, especially last week. Uh, how about the road defense to score a touchdown? Cowboys or Steelers? Mm. How, how do you not take Micah Parsons versus Josh Dobbs in the, in, <laughs> in Arizona? I mean, I'm sorry. They've been plucky. I the saw Cardinals what the Steelers just plucky. did. I saw what the Steelers just did. I I I, I, I appreciate the pluckiness. Uh, I. I Honestly, how how good do we all look preseason saying Mike is the defensive player yeah, of the year through two free. weeks? Out of we, all we of our all preseason picks, what looks the strongest? We did but, all have that one. So. I can't believe to flip it, yes, there sir. are some other good players like TJ Watt. Of is, course. Uh, he's out there doing the I know. thing too. So. He scored a touchdown last I mean, week. Big favorite yeah, Micah so is I love Micah, but End TJ of story. is also. End of story. Onward. What else you got over there, Christopher? How about this one? How about, it uh, looks like we're going to see both these guys now that uh, Anthony Richardson is out. Backup quarterback to get an upset road win, Andy Dalton or Gardner Minshew? I'll go Andy Dalton. Uh, I, I would put Seattle on upset alert. Really? Yeah, pal. 
You've seen really? Carolina play, right? Let me say this to you, Chris. They stink. Well, part of that is you've got a young quarterback who is holding on to the ball too long. That's true. And and so you'll see this offense work a heck of a lot more efficiently this weekend, merely because the red rifle is in there. He lit them and up uh, last year with, with dude, the Saints. I'm telling you, if I'm Seattle, I'm like, damn it. We wanted the fresh meat kid that just is looking around and holding on to the ball, who, yeah. who is also, you know, has. We're, 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 let's put it this way: we're talking more about how slight Bryce Young is we just really two are. games we in really than, than his sleight of hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would go Andy Dalton on the road as an upset special with Carolina. With that I defense agree. also balling out. Hell yeah, Miles Sanders starts running the ball and yeah. Minshew, I think it's one and eleven in his last twelve starts. Uh, all right. I think this one's kind of fun. I don't know if you guys agree. Are we more likely to see Taylor Swift at Arrowhead this weekend or the Chiefs <laughs> feel like a twenty two point win? Good one, man. Uh, I don't know about you, but why not both? I, I feel like a twenty-two point. I think the you know twenty-two I mean? point win. I think you, you know, know she's showing up at Arrowhead. I don't think she's showing oh, up at on, Arrowhead. Awesome. I don't. I don't think so. Um, you know, uh, I, I think I heard Travis's uh, response to the latest. Yeah. Um, and so I basically confirmed. Right? I think. I think that. A couple I, times? Uh, I just think that um, it, it's more than likely that. Um, um, his answer was more robotic than uh, <laughs> nice. than even uh, even Justin Fields. <laughs> nice. Um, so I don't know. I think he was accusing his brother of lighting the fire, lighting the flame in a way. What the, the, the Ian Rappaport of I don't Travis know his Kelsey news. <laughs> Just uh, you know where he 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 was he was talking about um, his brother's love life, and and Travis went on. You know, and said basically to his brother, "Look what you made me do. I gotta say this. <laughs> did, did he I gotta do the, that now." Did, did he hit him with a "lose my number," Jason? <laughs> so we can do this all. Is day. that the end of it? No, yeah. Well, last one. Last okay, one. Very right, good. Last one. A little college action here. Who's more likely to get an interconference road upset? Old Mister Colorado. You know where I'm going on this. You know where I'm going on this. You can take Lane. No. Oh, I'm not taking Lane. Lane's, a, Lane's only a seven-point dog. I, I, I get it. Not a 21-point dog. I got dog. it. Okay. I get it. I get it. I am not <laughs> going to do anything but put my full faith and belief in Deion Sanders and Colorado Buffaloes. Every time you think it's not going to happen, it happens. There's a reason why. Matthew McConaughey came on this program yesterday, and I mentioned <laughs> Deion Sanders, Colorado Buffaloes, and he came up with the perfect answer. He's like, what's happened? Has anything happened in the last 12 hours? <laughs> it's because everything's happening. Yeah. And the latest of everything's happening would be a road win. Will it happen? I don't know. You could definitely say that Ole Miss is better than Colorado and Alabama's not as good as... Oregon, and thus that's more likely. But we're not sitting here talking about the lane effect, are we? <laughs> no. Okay. So no that's it, pal. I'm going with Dion being more likely to come up with the road upset than Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss running Rebels. Well done, sir.
Good thank job. You. Thank you, thank you, and thank that you. was What's More Likely presented by Subway. Subway's now slicing their meats fresh. Try a new Deli Hero from the Subway series and taste the difference for yourself. What's More Likely presented by Subway. Let's take a break. Mike McCarthy, when we come back to the Dallas Cowboys, this is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hi, everybody. We're back here. Hey. Are you psyched or what? Hello. Yes. Mike McCarthy never does this stuff. Well, he calls into us, but that's about it. That's right. I think he did PK's pod. Yeah. I did this week, too, so that's something we have in common. But it's our first Zoom with him, so that's the thing. Ah. Peter, Peter, you did with Peter King? technology. You did Peter King this week? I did. Nice. I Zoomed with him, too. Of course. you. That's what we do now, Rich. We got new technology. Hey, when PK calls, you say yes. Of course. I did Peter, Key, uh, Peter King and Julian Edelman's podcast. Look at you. Look at the anti-Kyle Brandt. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you a question? I missed that whole thing. Yeah, he he went on Good Morning Football, and I didn't, um, I didn't like it. But I didn't. I, I think I, he was I, trying to have fun with it, sort of. Yeah, I heard. Obviously, the interview. What he said, you and Susie, and you had the thing. But I no, okay, it's just I didn't it, know what. Look, the there 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 are a lot of podcasts out there, right? But that's just because people love listening to it, yeah. and, and people you're gonna get asked. Even I mean, I get asked to do podcasts, and it's like. You don't always want to do it, but I feel like paying it forward. Oh, really? So your arm's being twisted doing a guesting on podcasts? No, but I say yes because it's like a pay it forward. Sarah's thing. got how many podcasts does she have? She's doing a couple right now. Right. It's great. Yeah, it's fun. You're also a celebrity who goes to tournament. So you he's an actor. He's, he's, an act. he's not an actor. He's not a celebrity. Guys. He's an actor. Okay. Please. I'm an actor. Give this man credit. Well, is it? I have being a celebrity I, I is higher credits. than being an actor. Who the credits. hell is? Thank you. What was that? That just. Yeah, you just dropped it. Yeah, I, I realized it was the wrong one as I hit it. 
So who the hell is Rich Eisen? Yeah, that's that was fine. Do we have one with uh, my name? Who the hell is Chris Brockman? That's right. Don't worry about it. Who is Rich Eisen? Did you make one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It moved. I, things have been changed. <laughs> wow. How wow. <laughs> Can we get you guys on the same page is it here? Is this chair? Is it whoever's this chair. sitting in the chair? The difference is he, he doesn't. He can't hear. Mike just doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference between these two. What? Thank you. Well done. Well done. Well, well done. done. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Uh, it's a th- uh, greatly uh, appreciative of this man stopping by in advance of taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Cowboys are 2-0, and and this man's 1-1. One of one. Uh, Talk about uh, the only guy on planet Earth to say I've been the head coach of the Green Bay Packers and now the current head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Good to see you, Mike. I'm uh, doing well, Rich. It's good to see you. Good to see you, hey, too. Man. Good to see you, too. I, I'm, I'm just wondering if that ever happens to you when you just you know, catch the star on your hat or on your shirt or walking down the hallway. Does that ever catch you again that you've – You've done both of these iconic coaching gigs, Mike? Yeah, definitely. Someone asked me if I ever, you know, the other day if I thought about this growing up. Um, and I don't recall walking down the streets of Pittsburgh thinking about being head coach of the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. So um, it's a lot of gratitude for two incredible opportunities. So extremely blessed. Absolutely. And so uh, let's just jump into, if you don't mind, the uh, the story that's happening and unfolding in Dallas, starting with the most immediate that uh, Trevon Diggs goes down for the season. What what happened? What can you tell us? What happened with him? Yeah, so I mean, it was you know a, a normal drill in practice, and and it's just uh, I mean, your your heart just really goes out to Trayvon, and I think like anything as a football team, it's it's a you know it's a punch in the gut, but but so much more on a personal level. I mean, if you just see the reaction from his teammates and in the coaching staff, so uh, just so important to love and support him right now, and, and that's really the focus. Uh, because as we know, the, the game moves forward. Uh, but he's uh, a tremendous, tremendous, you know, influence in our locker room and just the way he's grown over the years. He's a big part of who we are as, as a football team, especially as a defense. Uh, we all understand that you know the caliber of player. But you know, when you talk about building a program through the draft, and you know, he's come in here day one and made an immediate impact. But you know, he was at the top of his game, you know, right now. But it's uh, you know just. Really, the focus is on him personally, and um, and I can't say enough about how our players and, and coaching staff have yeah. have reacted to this. And you know, it's tough for all your guys when all your guys get hurt. No, no question, but you know, he's he's an impact player. How do you handle that as a as an HC, where you know, obviously, you got to have next man up. It's going to be a next man up mentality. Clearly, when Toe meets ball on Sunday in Arizona, next man up, and we're moving on. But this is such a significant player, not just for this week, but for your entire Super Bowl hopes. How do you handle such a thing with your team, Mike? Well, the reality of it is, you know, to, to have a successful championship season, you're going to have to go through adversity. And it comes in different forms and fashions each and every year. So, um, and, and that's that's just the hard reality of our game. Um, so, it's, it's really an opportunity for the depth of our football team, especially on defense, to step up and, and continue to move forward. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's no question. You, you, you don't replace a, a player like Trayvon, but it is a, it is an excellent opportunity for, for, you know, Deron Bland and, and Jay Lou and the, and the other guys to, to, to step up and, and keep, keep moving our defense. Cause you know, we, we do have a great defense and we're going to be challenged each and every week. And, you know, this, this is part of that, 
you know, unfortunate uh, challenge of, of the NFL. I mean, you have injuries. It's, uh, it's, it's, and there's nothing you can, you know, you try to be safe and you, know, you assist, you know, risk assess and everything that you do, but it's, uh, it's the unfortunate part of our game. When did you first realize Micah Parsons was special, Mike McCarthy? When did you first uh, realize that? I think the first time I saw him put his foot in the ground, you know, early in his time here and, and chase the quarterback, uh, he, he's just, just different. I mean, his, you know, and then you have the tools of you know, GPS and there's, you know, there's just certain players that are genetically um, have more gifts than others. And, and if you just see how he revs, um, you know, his body, you know, production output is, is just off the charts, you know, and he has the work ethic and loves football, super competitive, super competitive man. And uh, he's grown in, in, in every which way. But, I mean, this guy's competing at chess, ping pong, I mean, whatever you put in front of him. Uh, but, yeah, the, the first impression of, of him cutting the corner and, and chasing down the quarterback, it's it, – you, you, you could tell right then he was different. Well, I mean, is it true that on occasion this summer you had to take him off the field so the offense could get some reps? Is that true during training no, camp? No, what's true is I should have taken him off the field so the offense could get some reps. <laughs> it was okay. really irritating the guy calling the offensive plays, that's for sure. He was a – I mean, it was clearly his best training camp. He was a, a wrecking ball every single day. Um, and frankly, it was great work for us. Um, so, you know, we had a number of, of offensive linemen, particularly our young guys that had to go go against him, you know, more than you probably would like. Uh, but what a great experience for them. Well, you've been around uh, a lot of uh, football teams, a lot of football programs, and a lot of great uh, defensive players, Mike. And um, where where does Parsons rank? I mean, wh- how does uh, I mean, he compare with you? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely – I mean, I, I think those are – Great questions at the end of his journey, but he he has a chance to be, you know, as good or the, the best that's ever played. I mean, he has that kind of ability, but he's you can see the maturation, and I think Dan and the defensive staff do an incredible job of continuing to move him around, and, and he's putting in the extra time uh, to be on top of the schemes, not only for you know for what he does, but how he affects the game. I mean, he is clearly an impact player. Um, you have to know where he is. I know I would. As, as an offensive coordinator mindset where he is each and every play because, you know, he's a total wrecking ball. Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And as uh, everybody we just heard our last couple of minutes here, the play caller, once again, in your career, Mike McCarthy, uh, you're, you're dialing him up now. Uh, what do you, what do you love about that? Well, a lot of things, you know, I love the grind. I mean, Tuesday was always, you know, outside of Sunday, Tuesday was always one of my favorite days of the week. Uh, Cause you know, we, able to put the plan together, you know, get it onto the call sheet and start building it. So I've always enjoyed that process. So now, now to be right at the point of it and back in that seat, I, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying that part of it. And, and the ultimate is the challenge on Sunday. So um, I think as a head coach, you, you're always evaluating on how you can improve, you know, your coaching operations. And uh, each and every year, it's, it's something you have to take a hard look at. So um, I, I'm just, I'm real excited to, to be in the seat to, to try to affect the outcome of the game more. It's okay if you call yourself a control freak, Mike. I mean, all all uh, all, uh, all coaches are. I mean, you know, right? I mean, it it, it it was it difficult the last couple of years for you to just, you know, hand it off to someone else and and be be the HC of the Dallas Cowboys, Mike. Well, I think the the big thing is you know whether it's ever how you want to label it, control freak or mm-hmm. I, I look at it more as ego management. Uh, you, you cannot be <laughs> successful in this business without an ego. So the, yeah. you know, the honest part of it, we all have egos and 
And it, unfortunately, Richard, you know, you have, you have an ego, too. I know, so. There's an I in my first no, and last no. name, Mike. There's an I in my first and last name. I don't know if you know. But, you know, my name's literally everywhere in this studio. So guilty is charged. Yeah. Guilty. Yeah, absolutely. Guilty. So I, I, I do think it's something you learn as a leader because um, you want that ego. You want that energy. You want that confidence that comes with every individual in your program. And, and it's, it's, no, it's no different for myself. So I looked at it more as a, you know, ego management and, uh, you know, make sure that the rules were defined uh, with description and, and responsibility. And so I'm just, I'm excited to have this new responsibility. So I want to put all these pieces together because I just found it fascinating, uh, Mike, that last week you had Zach Wilson and the Jets in your house. You knew everything that was going on with this team and everything that was going on maybe with Zach last year and obviously you being um, knowledgeable about Aaron Rodgers and from the past and present, all of that, that you decided after winning the toss to put your offense on the field rather than just put clearly uh, Micah Parsons and his special uh, ability with that special unit on the field. Why did you do that? I mean, what, what was your thought process there? Well, I mean, every every game has a starting point. You know, you, you have an, an approach and a plan every single game you compete in, and then you know you're obviously trying to get the get the game to go you know go down the right road. And there's always ebb and flows in every one of these opportunities. But the goal is really to try to get on. Everybody, we always want to start fast, but we wanted to try to get out in front and um, you know apply some pressure you know to their offense playing against our defense. So. Um, and you know we had tremendous respect for their defense, and they're, they're as good as advertised. I can tell you that clearly after playing against those guys. So I mean, their, their front is is exceptional, and you know they've got playmakers in the perimeter group too. So um, I think just you know I thought our guys did a great job of sticking to the plan, and you know we knew we were going to have to go the long way uh, on those guys, and you know establish some long drives. So just the opportunity to get started and, and try to establish that was the focus. So I'm just, again, I, I just driving straight at it. Then did you feel great about your game plan that, okay, we're going to go against their strength right off the bat rather than maybe terrorize the kid, you know, in our spot and get up early in that way. Truly. I'm just wondering the, the process here. Well, yeah. I mean, I think like all of us, we always feel good about our plan going right. in, but I think it's, you know, hot, you know, what's the starting point. I'm, I'm a big believer in, Starting points, you know, we actually name each day of the week. This is, you know, Fast Friday, um, and, you know, and, and Furious Finish Friday. So everything we do today is focused on the beginning of the game and at the end of the game. So it's just really utilizing those focal points and sticking to your practice plan and, and you know, trying to get off on the on the right foot. So that, that was just really the approach, you know, for the Jets. A few minutes left with Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Cowboys, 2-0 and right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, now that you're playing, uh, now that you're calling the plays, your connectivity with Dak, walk me through the uh, nuts and bolts of that and how it's working. Well, I'm loving it. I'm loving every minute. I'm missing a quarterback review right now, but don't, don't feel bad about that. Okay. But we're, we're okay. We're okay. So, uh, Scotty Tulzane and Brian Schottenheimer do an incredible job. So, okay. Yeah, but being back in the quarterback room 100% is, you know, and that's, you know, it's it, there's every part of your journey that you truly love. And, um, you know, at, at one day, you know, when, when my time is done in the league, I hope to be a quarterback coach at Jones Junior High. I, I just I just love being in that room because uh, that position is, is so challenging. There's so much to, you know, to do. And, and, and Dak is an incredible, you know, leader and personality and work ethic and all that. And just the connection he has with the other quarterbacks and, and just the way the room's set up. So 
I am definitely enjoying every minute of that. Well, boy, was there a whole conversation about the room being set up the way that it is for this year now that Trey Lance is there. What have you seen uh, from him so far? Uh, obviously, you know, his athletic ability is, is, you know, speaks for itself. And, you know, I've just been so impressed with the young man. He's um, excellent, excellent work ethic, you know, and, and this is, this is every offense is different when he's, he's going through the transition, you know, as far as the reads and the footwork and, uh, but he, he's, uh, he's off to a really good start, so he's a great fit for us. Well, I mean, and and I'm sure you're aware, Mike, uh, outside of the building, that uh, Lance's arrival was another opportunity for a pile-on on Dak and many in my profession. Um, and you've been around the special ones as well, Favre, Rodgers. And I'm wondering, you know, if you're – what would you say to pound the table for Dak for people who feel that he is not elite in this league, Mike McCarthy? Well, I could just go off my past experiences. I mean, you know, I've been in a lot of great quarterback rooms, but, you know, when you have a quarterback room that has, you know, Favre and Rodgers in it, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's something that you look at both their careers, it's uh, clearly speaks for itself. Uh, so, yeah, this, I mean, Dak is the lead, is the lead dog in our room. There's no question about that. And, you know, Trey's a, a young guy with a, with a lot of, a lot of talent um, that's, you know, we're, we're going to have to continue to develop to, to you know, to, to fit our system. Um, just some of the things we ask him to do in our system. But let's not forget about Cooper Rush. I mean, Coop Cooper is, you know, an, an outstanding veteran that has established himself and, is, and he's made some slight changes to his game that I've been super impressed with. So, and Cooper's, you know, he's that veteran that's uh, coach smart. He could, he could probably coach in this league tomorrow if, if, he, if he's dumb enough to pursue it that way and, you know, stay out of this rat race. But um, it's just a really good room, and and, I, I, and that's the reality of it too. So uh, you never have enough good quarterbacks. You know, even Will Greer had a, a great you know year and a half with us too. So um, you know that's just always has always been the approach. And, and I think really looking back in my time, you know, Ron Wolf was the you know he's the one that really set the you know set the standard. Uh, you know, of drafting quarterbacks, you know, each and every year or every other year. Um, so just keep trying to build that room. So. But yeah, there's there's nothing in, internally that takes me away from the focus of Dak Prescott being our league guy. Well, I mean, you mentioned Will Greer, uh, the way Dak dialed up those plays that night yeah. in uh, preseason. Maybe he's going for your job, Mike. Dak. Hey, it's right. good. Competition's good, Rich. Internally, externally, it's okay. Conflict is good. Competition's good. So yeah. Okay. He yeah. he definitely did a great job that night. It, um, is. it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. How often do you uh, connect with Jerry Jones throughout the week, Mike? Oh, a couple times a week. You know, when he's obviously when he's here, uh, always in practice. But you know, we talk we talk on the phone regularly. And Stevens, um, you know, also and it's, you know, it's really you know, when you talk to either one of them, it's you know, the, the, those guys obviously are spend a tremendous amount of time together. But yeah, we have a really good network and communication. Well, I mean, what does he want to know? What what can you can you because again, you're in your previous gig. Uh, the owners were the people, you know. So um, yeah. now. Now you've got uh, clearly uh, a unique setup with, in Dallas. Does does Jerry want to know game plan and break it down? I'll, I'll be honest with you. He's uh, extremely respectful, um, you know, of the added responsibility I have on my plate, um, and that, that's something that we've talked about on a regular basis. So, if anything, he doesn't you know doesn't want to take up you know more time as needed. But uh, you know, we we talk about all the things we need to talk about. So that you know that part is that hasn't changed at all. Okay. And so because again, it was about a year plus ago he came on this show uh before the season, Mike, and he said that years ago 
before the third Super Bowl win, he said he made a deal with the Lord saying, if you give me this one, I won't ever ask for another one again. And he said, I'd like to now redo that deal. So you, you clearly understand. He literally said that. Uh, I, I, I wish you had told me up for I took the job. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Hey, you know, I, I wish I had had that avenue to tell you that. Yeah. Because if there's anybody that can redo a deal with the Lord or try to, it would be uh, Jerry. Uh, yeah, but, we're in good hands there. That's for sure. <laughs> so the pressure that he might place upon you or any sense of that, Mike, you, you, I'm sure you hear that conversation about coaching for your gig. Do you feel that? In Dallas right now, Mike. I think it's just the reality of when you, when you you're blessed to hold a premier job, which which I have my whole head coaching career. I, I think we all get it as coaches. Um, you know, yes, there definitely would be a long line outside the door. So I think just like anything, it's uh, I keep my focus on the job every single day. Um, you know, I, I I feel like now being in this position, I'm back to doing the way I've always done it. And, you know, and I'm extremely comfortable uh, with my process and, and have, you know, the confidence that's more than enough confidence, ego management, um, all those things to get the job done. Okay. Fantastic. Last one for you. Uh, again, I know it's just one at a time. You got Arizona. Did you watch last night? Because you know, you got San Francisco down the road yeah. in a couple of weeks, Mike. I, I really would like to, I mean, actually I, we, we didn't finish up at, and we didn't finish up until well into the fourth quarter. So, and uh, so, yeah, I did not watch it. Okay, so let me help you out. Uh, look out for McCaffrey uh, and Debo. Um, just oh, keep, keep an eye out for them. You know, um, they they use them. Um, what else can I tell you? Nick Bosa block him at one point last night. The Giants did not actually. Okay. Um, what else can I tell you? Purdy's pretty good. You know, um, tell you what. Kittle. Look out for Kittle. Circle eighty five. We'll be calling you in a couple weeks. We appreciate the insight. You're welcome. I'm here. I'm here for you, Mike. You know, that's again, even though there is an I in my first and last name, and my name is literally everywhere, I'm here for you. And I appreciate you being here, Mike. You're right. Thanks, Rich. Thanks for having me on. You bet. You know, I should have, uh, oh, can we get him back on? I could show him my uh, my mug. Mm. Oh. See? Hmm. Name on the mug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the graphic behind you, the graphic in front of you. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All you see, all season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports on your or on your Westwood One affiliate stations digital platforms. That's right. Stream Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, and yours truly all season long for free and get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Yeah, you could have done that one better. Let's take a break. <laughs> I'll also find out. <laughs> Let me do it. Play that. You, you see the new drop? Just a little deeper. One of the new well, drops, not the AA run, but that was insubordinate and churlish. Yeah. Oh, you could have okay. went a little deeper. Uh, I and, I, and I want to get your uh, your thoughts on Mike McCarthy, TJ yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, you did something I don't pre- appreciate. Well, that's called uh, a tease. Uh, okay. 844 rich Tell number you. to dial as well <laughs> here on the Rich Eisen. And a fascinating way to look at NFL standings that I saw on the old X machine today. We'll talk about that coming up. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. 
improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. All right, so uh, you've heard of the phrase unintended consequences before, right? We found out um, on RES Consulting and a little unintended consequence of our breaking coverage of Joe Burrow walking to work yesterday mm. just to see how has his um, calf is doing. We noticed there's a little bit of a hitch in his giddy-up, a little slow gait. We don't know. Um, we just don't know what it is. But we did also see over and over again when we would watch it in the background, two guys hugging it out, and we even pointed that out. (laughs) We know who those two gentlemen are. Because one of them saw our coverage. (laughs) James, I think, uh, Rappian, um, who, let me get him right, right here, uh, publisher of All Bengals. He loves his Cincinnati sports he's covering. Said he was hugging it out with K Barnett 15. That is the local 12 executive producer, Kevin Barnett. Oh. So despite the most important walk, you know, James is just like, I don't care. I'm seeing Kevin. I'm going to dap him up. I'm going to give him a hug. <laughs> What's up, my man? <laughs> just, he's not even looking at James. If you're all Bengals, that's the Bengal you need to be all in looking at. That's my man right there. Clearly, Kevin's his man. Specifically, the right leg. <laughs> so. Sleeved up. Clearly, you always have love for his my man Kevin, even when Joe Burrow is walking to practice. <laughs> uh, we do, call, do we call that a walk or uh, an a slow, amble? Uh, a, slow, a slow amble. I okay. saw there was a quick two-second video today. He was holding his helmet, didn't have the jersey on over the pads, oh, holding the jersey, no. plain pads on, oh, my. holding helmet. What do we make of this? Nothing. Not playing. Okay. Oh, that's so what you're saying. Nah, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I might want to switch. Only thing we know <laughs> is that Kevin Barnett is James's BFF, regardless name. of the news breaking around. Very Very funny. Your boy. Very funny. Back here on the program. <laughs> <laughs> we follow up our stories of course. right here on this show. All right, what did you what 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 did you have a problem well, with with me talking to Mike McCarthy? What I thought was the, the interview was great. Thank you. But by it, the way, that's a very Rome type thing. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Call tell in. Me, tell me how great I am. But the thing is, at the end of the interview, it went kind of south. You've got Coach speaking about the Niners. That's in two weeks. We're focused on the Cardinals right Come on, now. Rich. Like, we what? can't look ahead of this team because not, next to you know, like the Cardinals, Josh Dobbs is putting up oh. bulletin board material. Like Rich Eisen show, showed Mike McCarthy don't respect us. And next thing you know, we got to deal with that. Well, so he said we, he was too busy preparing for the Cardinals. He gave the answer that okay. it's okay. But I you, mean, were, you kept pushing the words. Come on. That's two weeks from now. Well, I, I, I didn't mean that as to, as to disrespect your. I even fronted it by saying 
you know, I try to, I, I, I asked the question and you didn't ask any inoculated about Hollywood the, I, Brown. I inoculated, uh, I inoculated the question by saying, I understand you do week to week stuff, and what's the only game in front of you? But come on, you don't think he peaked at Thursday night football just to see what the Niners are doing? Well, come maybe, on. but like you know, well, we and it, 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 at least I made up for it by saying when he can confirm my scouting report when he watches the film. You should block Nick Bosa <laughs> okay. and keep your keep your eye out for Debo and Christian McCaffrey on offense. Well, these are things you could just pass that along to Dan Quinn. You're welcome. <laughs> act together. Thank you. Tom and Brea, California, has been hanging on for a while. What's up, Tom? Hey, Rich, how you guys doing? What's going What's on, on, Tom? Tom? Happened, man. Well, I I am a longtime SoCal uh, fan. Like okay. All SoCal sports. Okay. And I hate everything north. Okay. You You sound like Sean Mitchell of the Rich Eisen Show uh, digital uh, coordinating producer staff right here. (laughs) The only team I had a little bit of love for was Oakland in 1988 because they gave me the best uh, best reason to watch sports. So Mm -hmm. I uh, will always smile when I hear backdoor slider. Okay. (laughs) Sounds like you're closing Um, the backdoor, Tom. What's your what? What? What's on your mind today? What do you got? Well, I wanted to talk about Brock Purdy. Okay. And how amazed I am and what I don't think people give enough credit to is just how smart I think this guy is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think there's enough weight to it. I mean, I think Crash Davis helped him do the interview on uh, his, his report when he t- speaks to the press. I right. think that's where he learned that. But you see all these rookie quarterbacks and come in and they all think that they have to wear, you know, have to walk around with a clipboard for a year or two before they can play. And here this guy just walks in. He's won every regular season game that he's ever been in. And it's just I think it's his smarts, just his way of being able to look at the field and see what's going on. And just also and I just put him up there. I'd put him up there with the you know, elite top five quarterback. Well, he's got the elite top five quarterback type weaponry, and thanks for the call, Tom. It's just again what he appears to have is a, a command and know what Shanahan wants as an extension in a way that, you know, Lance didn't grasp quickly enough. But again, um look at how much college ball this guy played at Iowa State. A ton. And clearly he's an extension of Shanahan in a way that Shanahan didn't think Jimmy Garoppolo was a hundred percent of the time enough. Again, I would take half of that in Zach Wilson right now. There's your throw make it. There's your throw make it. There's your back there's your drop make it. You know, and let, let's let's but Cook and Brees, Brees Hall's special enough. Maybe he's not McCaffrey, but he can break away like McCaffrey. Use him. Good Lord. Uh, Eric Stone Street of Modern Family fame um, and uh, one of my favorite humans on the planet. He texted me this this morning. I did not see this. Uh, um, someone who I believe covers the White Sox for a living put together the records of all NFL teams over their last 162 games and broke it down like it's a baseball standings. So 10 seasons? It's what it seems like. Okay. Because, you know, there's a couple with 17 games in there. The last two years have been 17. Yeah. And um, put it up on the screen here. Jay Kuda put this together, and it's so wild to see over the last 10 years, we have the AFC up, the Patriots – have a 16-game lead over the Bills in the AFC East as if that's a baseball division, 109-53. and 53. Wow. The Steelers have an eight-game lead over the Ravens over the last 
162. A 46-and-a-half game lead on the Browns were 55-106, and 106, which is one win less than the, the Jets of 56-106 and 106 because they tied a game. The worst record over the last 162 belongs to the Jaguars at 50 and 112, 35 and a half, 33 and a half games behind the Colts for the AFC South pennant. Wait, are they still better than the A's? And look at the Chiefs, <laughs> 116 and 46 over the last 162, leading the rest of the AFC West by 37 games. Dang. No one else is above 500 in that division over the last 162. Wow, that's I don't know why this fascinates me, but it's cool. It's numbers, fun with numbers. Oh, the Raiders suck. And so here's the <laughs> NFC. This is the tightest lead. The Cowboys Ooh. lead the Eagles by just a game and a half. Wow. Just a game and a half. 99 and 67 are the Cowboys. 93, 68 and one are the Eagles. The Packers, no surprise, just a 10-game lead, however, in the NFC North. The Bears have lost an even 100. The only NFC team to have lost 100 games of their last 162. The Giants had 99 losses. They have one tie to save that. The Saints lead the NFC South by 16 and a half over the Panthers, who are just one game under 500. And the Seahawks lead the NFC West by 18 and a half games, and they'd be the one seed over the last 162 in the NFC. As the Rams are in second place at 84 and 78, and the Niners, I think, weighed down by the Tom Sula, Chip Kelly, early Kyle Shanahan years, sitting there at 500 over the last 162. Covering the White Sox this year hasn't been that entertaining. So, you know, I think this is so much fun. (laughs) This is so much fun. But the Chiefs having the best record, Stone Street chimes in that his, uh, his friend Gary said, called them the 1906 Cubs. Who have the best single season record in the history of Major League Baseball? At uh, I think they had 116 wins themselves. Well, the Chiefs they had one. They've got a ton of games that they've won. There's no question about that. A lot of fun right there, isn't it? That is cool. Did they win the World Series that year? The '06 Cubs. They I don't. Not, they but, lost to the White Sox. Of all things, I just thought that was fun. The team with the most wins to win the World Series were the '98 Yankees. They went 114 and 48. Well, they went. That was the year that they went uh, 125 and 50, including the uh, the playoffs. Playoffs, Yeah, Mm -mm -mm. yeah. The 1906 Cubs were had a yeah. They were 116, 116, 36, and and three. Yeah, because they played what 54 back. I I just, I mean, it was that's quite an endeavor. 52 back. Would you would you have thought the Seahawks had the best record in the NFC West over the uh, last one sixty two? I think they would have been one of my guesses. Yeah, yeah. you would have you would have guessed the Seahawks, huh? Well, they they've been really good. They were really good with Russ and the yeah. and the defense. Remember, so. the Niners weren't good for a, a better part of that's what I'm saying. Years, so yeah, Seattle. Well, they had the, the Tom Sula years. Yeah, well, good stuff. By of course, Stone Street sending it to me because the Chiefs have the best record in in uh, right. They've been really and good. That, 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 that's Alex Smith as part of it too, right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've been great with one sixteen and forty six. A thirty seven game lead on the Broncos. Of course, the Patriots lead it. The Jets are fifty three back. Fifty three back. <laughs> also, the that's, is that the most games one. back anybody's been of anybody? Yeah. No, the fifty three games back. Same record. They were one sixteen and forty six as well, and they got bounced. 
Brian Robinson Jr., big hat himself. Big hat. Top five <laughs> games of the weekend. Your phone calls still to come for a third hour of the Rich Eisen Show.